Oh my god, I think that was perfect. <laughs> I think that was it. That, that's it? That's our opener? Just just leave that whole thing in and that's our opener, so that way everyone knows. Oh, I, I, I might put it somewhere in the episode just so people know, just so people know how <laughs> in sync we were. Although I guess, I guess we could cheat it. Nah, it's okay. I, we can be impressed. They don't have to know all of our secrets. Yeah, I guess. All right. Well, I guess we should do this. Yeah. Yeah, let's do the thing. Welcome, everyone, to Soul Searching, a Through the Breach actual play talk show. This is our fourth episode. And as always, I am Spencer. That is... That is a universal truth. I will always eternally be me. And I'm also sure? joined by Alex. Yeah, hi. What's up? Oh, hey, it's me. I'm Alex. What's up? What do you do? What do you do on the podcast? I do everything. I, I run it, and I edit it, and I sometimes get on social media when I remembered that we need to be on social media. <laughs> we got our act together. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's those other podcasts that are doing it wrong. Let's not go that far. <laughs> I, mm, yeah, okay. Well, anyway, we have some episodes. To, well, hold on, hold on, back that up. Um, BB is not here. You will notice that. Oh, yeah. He is, yeah. He is still out of commission. Uh, we are wishing him well. Um, He's not like dying or anything. Just his, his mic's gone. His mic's gone, so he's dead to us. Uh, <laughs> You're going to make him cry. Don't say that. <laughs> oh. Give me your tears, BB. I need them to sustain me. Anyway, we have January to talk about. Specifically, uh, the most recent Haze 5 chapters. Mm -hmm. Haze, Haze 5 Chapter 2 and Haze 5 Chapter 3. Yeah. Haze Those five. ones. Where did Haze 5 come from? Was I missing something? Uh, no, uh, maybe. I, I like to think I'm clever sometimes. Uh, since it was focusing on a heist, I just mm -hmm. I figured we needed an Ocean's Eleven theme. So I went with Haze 5. I think maybe I just finished watching Magnificent Seven like that week too when we first started, like chapter one of Haze 5. I just really like, you know, something number. Hateful Eight, Magnificent Seven. Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eight, which was very good. I highly recommend it to people that like heist movies. So it is good that you're here because I feel like where we're going with this arc is very plot focused and very much kind of on the shoulders of the Fate Master. And we mentioned this the first time we tried to record Soul Searching Episode 4. <laughs> uh, but Normally, when me and BB talk, um, we have a lot of insight, and I think we, we do tend to kind of dwell on the things that we know, um, which are specifically like interactions that we had with the cast. Um, Jer kind of, he didn't take a sideline, but I feel like his happenings weren't nearly as important as plot stuff going on, because I know we started establishing things. Fuck. Uh, okay, so plot stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think. So there's been a few times in creating the story I wanted to tell you guys where I've had to rewrite things. It happens. 
I, I come to anticipate it. But uh, I did not expect this decision to go to the guild to ask permission to steal soul stones. And, you know, that's really great because that's, a, in theory, a really good decision to make. However, what sucked was that you flipped super shitty for Jer. And it just unrivaled it so quick. So, mm-hmm. so quick. And, you know, I guess maybe I shouldn't take it back. It wasn't super shitty. And I think maybe just he, my flip was higher. Either way, I know you flipped low. Mm-hmm. And Jer suddenly had all the attention on him. And what could have been a really, really cool heist turned into Jer trying to make the best of a situation and fucking it up completely. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a guest episode soon of what happened at, during during the raid, which I'm very excited for. But uh, yeah, it's not good. It's it's not like a. They did not get the same treatment of just getting the door kicked down. It's it's a little bit more scary what's happening over at the MS and M and SU. But uh, I'm glad that you feel like I have a lot of control because I really didn't. I really didn't. I yeah. have several heist plans in my binder and I, I just had to kind of push them aside because of the decisions you guys made which is good because again dnd should always dnd role-playing games in general should be about collaborative storytelling it's like the hot buzzword of rpgs right collaborative storytelling and i'm okay putting my plans aside if that means you guys are having fun because hmm. we still find something to, to do regardless it's not like we wrote us into a wall just other stuff's happening and I guess that's the other thing is, and we kind of talked about that last time, but they weren't there last time, last time we recorded, the the world is still spinning no matter what you guys decide to do. I have several storylines that are still moving after so many games, I'll go back and look at the timeline like, okay, so what was happening to these XYZ events and how did that, how, how did that change due to these characters interacting or not interacting with the world around them? Well... I, again, mentioned it last time, but I think you do a really, really good job of tying that all in a bow and keeping the timeline organized and straight-flowing. Like, um, because I think it's obvious to some of the viewers, we have listeners. I always say viewers. It's <laughs> listeners or audience. I gotta I gotta pick one. I gotta stick with it. But I like bouncing around. It's fun. Sure. Sure. It's good <laughs> enough. Um, but... Yeah, no, you do a good job of keeping it straight because as the audience would know, there are a lot of random encounters in the streets that we kind of (laughs) pass over to the credit of our characters are all kind of assholes in their own way. They don't want to focused. Yeah, mission focused. They don't want to reach out and help random people. They don't want to investigate things that are like off the beaten path. Um I think that starts to change over time, but like especially early on, they have their missions, they have their goals, they're time sensitive. Um, they don't have time to be going after, you know, this this guy on a soapbox or like this this weird figure in an alleyway. Like they can't. It's not that they can't. It's that the how the characters are, who they are, and how they're written, they wouldn't. Um, but even though we ignore them they keep coming back um and i i think we start to see some returns on that but it's nice to know that even if we're not interacting with the world the world is interacting with itself and 
it will pay off no matter what. And I constantly have this nightmare that Jerry's <laughs> gonna walk into the final boss chamber with the whole crew and and like Felix is gonna put down the big bad that was like gonna summon Cthulhu or whatever. And Jared like Jared's gonna be like, okay, so when do we get paid? And Felix is gonna be like, oh no no. We saved the world, Jared. And it's gonna be like, wait, what? What the fuck? I wasn't doing this for money. How many people did we save? The world, Jared. What? Like, I, oh, like, no. I worry that he's just going to be, like, plot oblivious. And he's just going to be, like, like a big pair of meaty fists. I... Well, and we, we know because we've been recording for over a year now. I think literally... The beginning of February is when we started recording real content. Mm -hmm. um, so so we're still a little further ahead than where the listeners are. And I, I really try to give everyone kind of their spot in the sun. Oh, so yeah. I think I think Jared will get an idea of what's going on, even if he chooses to ignore it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I think that so the soapbox thing for me is so funny as, as a GM. We did a survey a few months back. And, you know, asking, hey, what do you guys think? Give us your opinions. And and someone threw down, like, you know, there's there's no real threat. There's no real, like, strong story yet. And I remember thinking, like, but there is. There is. My players are just kind of ignoring it right now. And that's okay. We'll get there. But the guy on the soapbox is so key to the whole story I'm trying to tell. So go back, listeners, and <laughs> listen to that me nervously trying to introduce a really important aspect to the story that I'm trying to tell and have all the players just walk on by like it's no big deal because he is portrayed to be no big deal but it's an important plot point like one of the most in all 24 episodes we've had well I think what I'm enjoying uh with recording like moving forward is the fact that we we do I think we adapt to that. We adapt to the fact that the players aren't actively out there seeking threats. So it's like you have, like, they're more adapted to kind of interacting amongst themselves and making, like, I, I guess creating their own threats, I, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I think it gets, like, I think they're more active in the world and, and more entertaining. Um, but... Yeah. Oh yeah, this would be really boring. I, I tried to warn you guys ahead of time as as a game master. I, it's something I struggled with a lot is that I feel like I can be kind of railroady at times mm -hmm. and I can struggle with letting you guys explore. And just not just you guys, but me as a GM in general, that's always been an issue where I'm like, "No, I want to tell this story. Just play <laughs> play in the space with me. Come play. It's fine. You don't need to look over there. Just just listen to this one story." And I it's it, it's been a work in progress i'm still not perfect about it but i'm also glad that there is stuff in this world that makes you guys want to explore because i think that keeps you invested versus oh, yeah. just what me whatever trying to tell silly well, story uh, that i'm trying to tell i i think that's that's sort of what i'm getting at it's like we're we're invested now more than ever but it's we've we've kind of found our own rhythm and like that was my phone i'm Ooh. not gonna check that what there's I, no persona music i couldn't I, tell Oh, no, okay. Okay, so that's <laughs> not... So the Persona music is my wake-up alarm. Um, 
Gotcha. The, the thing, like the, the 8 bit thing that plays whenever I get a text message is a, uh, it's, it's a, what would you call it? It's, it's just a, a tune from Seven Nation Army. Okay. And that's all it is. I'm not like a, I'm not a huge White Stripes fan, but I think it's, it's fun to alarm everyone in the room every time I get a text message with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm disruptive. <laughs> <laughs> That you know, when I think of Spencer Smith, I think you are disruptive. That's the first word that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> just a savage. At some point, I'm not going to do it now. At some point, I'm going to bring up that diner. <laughs> At some point in this episode, I just I feel it. I feel we'll, it. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, but let's let's loop back. Let's let's get ourselves back towards okay. towards Hayes Five. Uh, I one of the other things you mentioned, I get uh, coyly. Mm-hmm. It was it was a coy nod and s- subtle suggestion there. Talking about the Gibson man- Manor, Gibson Manor, mm-hmm. that word. Uh, I about went off on a whole other tangent, not relevant to Gibson's Manor. So, <laughs> what our our dear dear listeners and cool kids don't know, I don't think, is that. Our session zero before we started recording True Blue Soul Story, us trying to figure out the rules and what the game felt like and how everyone would kind of role play with one another was them visiting the Gibson Manor before Winifred Gibson vanishes. And shit gets turned flipped upside down. It is buck wild and it will be up on Patreon, I'm hoping in February, if not February, March. Ooh. But so so the players have been there before. And sometimes they forget that they've been there before, which is super funny. <laughs> I think that's happened to almost every player at least once. Like, oh, shit, yeah, no, we've been here before. And I really like this house. I spent a lot of time kind of thinking of the description of it. And what I love, too, is that this house is just vandalized all the time. And so it's <laughs> it's fun, question mark, to write down notes every time. Hey. Spoilers, I guess. This house gets visited a lot, either by the players, by NPCs, because, again, this world is building around itself, regardless if the players are messing around or not. And I have to write down notes like, okay, XYZ happened. Make sure that there's some kind of sign of that in the building. And then maybe the next time you guys visit, there's something else that's changed and something else that's changed. And so Felix walking in to the Gibson Manor, he gets to kind of see a little bit of what happened in Session Zero. He gets to see a little bit of what's happened with uh, Brecca and Frederick, even though I know, Spence, you don't think Frederick exists. Uh, and <laughs> uh, I, and I, go ahead. Hmm. Okay, so let's, I just want to talk to that point. So I feel like Frederick exists. I feel like the story of Frederick <laughs> is exaggerated. I, and and this isn't Jer's opinion because Jer Jer doesn't know about that. He isn't. He hasn't. Nope. Nope. Not his. Not his bag. This is I've, your own conspiracy theory. I have known Brecca for a bit now. <laughs> I feel like there is probably a messed up robot man named <laughs> Frederick. I feel like. He's probably in some sort of messed up robot man trouble. 
I don't think Brecca is telling the truth about everything involved with it because she doesn't tell truths. Um, <laughs> I, I think somehow if we fall for this and Jared, Jared's, Jared's got his own opinion. This is my thing. This is my deal. If we fall for this, we are going to be taken for such a goddamn ride. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> I just, I, he, he's like, it's not that there isn't a physical busted, like busted ass robot man named Frederick. It's that the story of Frederick is a false one. That That is where I think I'm lining up now. Gotcha. Mm. I'll have to keep you up or ask for updates every soul okay. story about this very specific really not important detail of the story is just do you think frederick's real because i keep thinking about it i keep, <laughs> I keep... <sighs> yeah i i get it. i think some of that is a bias again we we have our interactions between jerry and brecca that are outside of soul story so mm -hmm. i think we're both maybe more invested in in those opinions than needs to exist really yeah um but let's see so gibson house and Ooh, and then because the, because Gibson House Felix steals a hairbrush, and then he gets to meet Delilah. And I love Delilah. It's like probably the first character I've really given a whole lot of voice work to, and it's really hard. And it was a lot harder when Moose was across the way from me, <laughs> because he's like you know our knees are touching, and I'm doing this very breathy, completely inspired by Envy from Scott Pilgrim. Like, that is the, the voice catalog I was trying to copy, or at least be inspired by. And, uh, yeah, I just, I think she is a really cool villain who has a lot of dimension to her, regardless of if you guys see that or not. It's there. I know it's there. That makes me happy. And I'm really eager to see how Felix in particular kind of goes for that ride. How the Delilah-Felix shenanigans will happen it's it's going places and i'm glad we're we're here i think last time we mentioned this is sort of the turning point this is when stuff like i don't know that we start i think this is when like the world starts like really kind of barreling towards main plot things um so like from here on out we're on a ride we just don't see it yeah yeah, no, I think this is when you guys start seeing consequences for your actions. And I think that's maybe mm -hmm. what makes it so impactful yeah. is that you aren't just bumbling the sewer, killing off random player characters. Mm -hmm. You aren't fighting in bars. You aren't bickering with each other over money and lanterns. Like this <sighs> is a real situation with real consequences that are big and heavy. And the, the outcome of them really shape what happens next and what your characters decide to do. And I think that's maybe why we were, we looked like this as a cast. We loved this part. We've been sitting on this since June, waiting for this to release. God, oh my, you're right. It's been since June. <laughs> uh, so, the, hey guys, that's how uh, how much backlog we have as an FYI. Yeah. Is, is there anything character specific we want to touch on as far as these episodes go, like interactions? Um, probably Jared and Al. That whole... I, 
It is such a bummer that that got deleted from episode 23, I believe, because we had some audio issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... The... So, yeah, that, that played out as such where uh, Al left destitute decided his his best option was wasn't to track down any any of his real friends or or scrounge up not even scrounge up he had money he had plenty of money he yeah he he could have gone anywhere he wanted but he decided nah being homeless (laughs) for the night his best option was to go to the ratty ass tavern that jared was staying at and and try to talk his way into Jared's fucking poo stenched room, and and just I don't know if it was only option. I don't know if it was Ben or if it was Al, but that just that computed with someone as as good idea. And I think last time we we mentioned this feels like th- this feels like the first like real instance where it's like people. Not people, but Ben. Ben specifically, and then and then me reluctantly, and then less reluctantly over time, started shipping Jared and Al. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I agree. I think this is the start of it. This is where we see it really potentially bloom. Mm-hmm. And some of that's because Al doesn't have friends, and that kind of gets addressed early on. He's like, oh yeah, I'm a lone wolf. I don't need people. Well, he has and... that conversation with, uh, with Brecca. Uh, Brecca and Alice, both of them. Brecca and Alice, yep. Uh, but I think the Brecca conversation, didn't that happen in this round of episodes? Oh, shit, did it? I mean, yes, I totally know this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> click, 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 click. Yeah, yeah, it was this episode. I forgot about that. Do you want to talk about that? Because I know uh, you, you like that interaction. Yeah, I, I don't like any chance to freaking play Brecca because she's a little ball of chaos. <laughs> uh <laughs> I think falling back to something you said too is that she doesn't say a bunch of truths and a bunch of truths she doesn't speak truths at all and I think she doesn't really know what the fuck she's saying half the time she is a living embodiment of, of an id bag and will just do everything impulsively and having this moment that possibly is true about why she hangs out with Jared and why she protects her friends. Is she actually protecting them? Is she just spinning a yarn because it's kind of fun to spin? I don't know. And either way, it was super amusing to see Al kind of fall for it, question mark, again. Because who knows if she even means what she means. She might meant, She might have meant it in the moment. The next day, she could totally change her mind. That's just the way she is. Uh, but I, I liked it in the aspect of... Hearing BB in particular work through for Al the idea of like, oh, wait, so you can actually protect your friends? Why would you do that? Like, why? Why when you can save yourself and hearing those gears turn? I thought he did a really good job of role playing that. Do you have thoughts about it as a as a witness? I think I think it's good development. I not not to tease like, oh, the good stuff's coming. I, I think over any character, I've liked Al's development through the story the most. Um, I really feel like Al shapes up from being that asshole who ditched us in the sewers to... I feel like he, he's sort of 
maybe even he already did kind of become the protagonist of Soul's story. <laughs> um, and that's a good role for Ben because no, no matter what Al does, Ben has a good heart. And I, I think, I, I think it's a more natural fit for him than like the group asshole. Not that he isn't still an asshole. He's just kind of like, so say, I delete so many apologies. I've said it before. I'll say it a million times after. He apologized. Every time he says something remotely shitty, he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry. It's not me. It's Al. Like, yeah, buddy, we get it. We're on a show. <laughs> <laughs> Bless him. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think he's the character, Al's the character that we see. And it's not just overnight development. I mean, kind of literally in-game overnight development. But we've been doing this for almost a year now and i think we've seen the most gradual from point a to point b that that's happened we're seeing felix kind of grow and develop in the sense of is he what's he going to do now that he's dead is he a good guy is he a bad guy but i don't think we had enough of a basis before he died to know who he was pre-ghost well so we're, we're go ahead oh i'm sorry um just listening to the episodes again like Felix really sells the good guy act early on. And then when he comes back, he, he kind of, he's not a monster. But he is just one of the assholes in the group. <laughs> um, I, I think, like, he still has good intentions, I think. But mm -hmm. another, like, I feel like, and this is just me. I feel like Moose can't help himself sometimes. <laughs> I feel like oh, no. <laughs> I feel like sometimes Felix just like because there's there's never like those Al moments where Al does something like bad and everyone groans and rolls their eyes. Felix like does bad things and you just kind of like awkwardly stand there and stare at him like sure I you're whatever I I guess you're allowed. But I, uh, I I love Felix. I absolutely love him. It's such a good character. And because I, I know Moose from other games, those real bad guy moments, I mm -hmm. think, just like Brooke is so much a part of me, Rashad, who we kind of got to meet in the Dark Carnival story arc, is mm -hmm. so much a part of him. And those real just dark asshole moments is kind of Rashad coming out. And he's talked to me before about how hard it is to keep that in check because that is an easy character trope for him to fall into. And when we release our session zero for Patreon, the you'll see too he plays another kind of similar, just a smart alecky asshole. And that is just a, the, the trope that he goes for and he can rock and sell. And, you know, again, that's always teasing. Just wait for, for the future. He does a real good job of molding that in a way that isn't so tropish, I think. Well, I, I and then, oh, go ahead. Oh no, you, you keep going. Oh, I was just gonna move over to Jer. So if you have anything else to say about Felix, go for it. Oh, um, just just to say that I think, um, I don't think it's all like necessarily like that that he just falls into his tropes. I think it it plays to his strengths. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think it comes naturally, and I think that's a good thing, because Felix always feels natural. Uh, yes, he does. There isn't a whole lot of acting there. Yeah, or at least it, it doesn't it, feel like it. Not at all. It just kind of flows. Like like we said, Ben has to say sorry after he does anything, 
but like <laughs> Felix might as well just be Moose's alter ego. Like he can just <laughs> slip in and out of that role, and it's it is outstanding. I I absolutely love it because he fills out so many roles within the group. Like he's he's like the talking piece. He's the brains of the operation. Like he could be doing this all himself. But, but he needs a couple extra pairs of hands. And that, that's kind of why he keeps us around. And you know he hates it. You, the yeah. idea that he has to rely on people has to kill him. <laughs> Absolutely. And then moving towards towards Jer character development, too. I, yeah. Again, I just don't think that this particular set of episodes up through 24, while, while they, we see some kind of teasing... At, at development for Jared, I don't think this is a huge Jared focus section. And so I, I think we don't see a whole lot of development yet. Mm-hmm. It's coming. And I'm eager to see it occur. Hear it occur, I guess. Yeah. That's that's one of the things I like about writing the journals is kind mm-hmm. of... Because uh, the idea is that Jared has not always been the way that he is. But ever since he's been in Malifaux, he has always been this certain way. So, mm-hmm. like, a few days aren't going to completely change him around, but he does start reacting to things different, like, differently and doing his jar thing, his, his dumb jarhead, like, <laughs> just punch it thing, but for better reasons, or at least better reasons for him. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, I, I like his development a lot because I, I think he's going to be very much the same but his like attitudes towards things will, will start to shift. Um, but I think he's going to work. It won't be gradual like Al's is. I think it's going to be a snapping point. I think we're going to come up on a point in the story where he's either going to have to be this or that. And it's mm-hmm. going gonna, gonna to be a fork in the road. Um, I don't think it is a gradual... I, I think he'll have leanings toward either side, but I think it's going to be this way or that way. And I'm excited to reach that point because either or it'll be fun to write for and play for. And I don't think that's bad either. Now that you're saying it's bad, you know, not all character development has to happen gradually. Not all character development should happen in a snap by having a healthy mix of the two makes it feel more lifelike. Oh yeah. It's the whole, your, your life can change in an instant kind of mentality. And well, I think that those are good to have too going back to Felix is that he's he's an old man he's not liable to change too much but he was forced to he went through the biggest physical change you could possibly go through and it's sculpted him into something else so like whereas the character naturally might have never changed now he he actually has to like existentially so like it, it happened for him. Now he has to adjust to this, and I think that's. Uh, I think we get a lot of cool development out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other uh, hot ticket things you wanted to cover? Um. Again, I'm looking at show notes real quick. I think that might be it. Yeah, it was just um, the two episodes. Outside of that, we had more soul searching. Like well, the, and I, I'm going to, um, oh, what's the word? What's the word I want to talk about? But, oh, I did a guest episode on Firefly. They just changed their subtitle. I think it's Suspicious Intentions. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let me just double check that real, real quick because I don't want to give out their old title. Yes. So Firefly Podcast, Suspicious Intentions. I've had the distinct pleasure of guesting on Firefly for a few different shows now. I started in the summer. I think this was my third time with them. And after guesting as Gwen, the the hacker, for two episodes, they were like, hey, we do bonus episodes between our seasons. Do you want to do a Malifaux game? I was like, yes, let's do it. And just like in true comic book fashion, I have created a story that's relevant to Soul Story. So again, if you read comics, it's like, oh, you want to know what happened? Go read Fantastic Four number blah, 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 to figure out what they were doing during this time. It's kind of like that, where it's not going to impact the story so much. Like if you never listen to it, you'll be fine. However, you should go listen because the Firefly guys are really cool. Guys and gal. But... (laughs) The the downside-ish was the story's really, really interesting, and you get to learn a little bit more about Winifred Gibson. However, it's set closer to where we are now in recording versus where you guys are listening. I think where it will fit in will be closer to our May releases. So we have a few months to kind of catch up. But if you're curious about Winifred if you're curious about Delilah and who these ladies are, I'd highly go recommend. Go listen to it. It's their season, it's their season five, season six bonus episode and called Malifo S. And I run a game and I get to do it with Aaron from Beyond the Tavern and Firefly, Mike Lane from Cthulhu and Friends, and uh, also Firefly, of course. And then uh, Timo, who's also on Firefly. And all three of them were super awesome. And they rolled with the punches very well even though I had to kind of ram this one shot in a few hours. So it's a lot of fun. It's pretty cool lore-wise. And if anything else, you'll be like, wow, these guys are really cool. I should listen to their show. And a new season starts real, real soon. Hmm. Well, I think, so long as we're doing plugs, I think we should talk about the Discord. Do we want oh, to yeah. do that? Man. Yeah. So so if you've, if you've missed BB's wonderful goddamn insight and in, in his general vibe he is he's got a good vibe he's got he's got an impressive vibe that kid <laughs> okay well we're we talking about vibes now or <laughs> spence spence calm down calm down yourself <laughs> well he is ever present in the discord with our regular fans and all of the cast members and it is just an absolute shit show in there <laughs> but amidst that, you have really nice people who say good morning and shit. It's it's really wholesome. It's it sometimes it's mostly a shit show when Ben shows up and, <laughs> and, and has something ready. But you know, for for the most part, completely wholesome, friendly, super awesome, nice environment. And it's a good place to talk about the show and I'm a share awful fu- what the fuck is all this? What are you looking for specifically? No, I'm just, I'm looking at it. I was like, man, what, what can I talk about? I'm like, oh, maybe I'm rethinking this. Let's see. So, yeah, we have our general channel that, oh, shit, I need to change this, the name of it. Hey, hey, this is nice. Um, every month, beginning of the month, I'm supposed to do a call out to our Discord people and say, hey, let's change the name of general chat. And then everyone throws in a name. I randomly select one and it's the name of the channel for the month. 
which I will do after I finish recording this. And we have a channel for catch up on the show. So that's kind of where all of our spoilers might be for people who have listened or can listen quicker than others. You might hear or you might go in there and see like, oh my gosh, I can't believe X did Y. Uh, we have a channel for just for videos and music. We have a channel for fan fiction and fan art, which is also mostly us trying to decide who our celebrity twins are in the in the game. And we have our not safe for work, which is memes and bras, I guess. And Currently. bras and, and bras. Man, it's I I got I got gnomed so many fucking times. <laughs> I, I think it was, it was one for one every single time. Every single time. I don't, I didn't, I wasn't like regularly checking them. It was just everyone I happened to check. Bam. Bam. You're going to get stepped on if you keep this shit up, bub. I've been known for the last gosh darn time. Quote Spencer, December 21st. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. That's uh, my, my good, good, good pal, Pojo. And uh, he, he usually comes in with something off the wall that's just delightful. I felt like I had advice last time. I don't remember what it was, though. You had advice. I want to say, I want to say it was related. Is this the, if you're going to get caught, don't? Or if you're going to do something, don't get caught? Yep, I think it was. I think it All was right. because I think, fight, fight, there's spoilers for next time. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh. I've, we're ending on him being arrested. So yeah, my advice. I don't know all that shit, Spence, because that way it'll actually sound cohesive. My advice, based off episodes 23 and 24, uh, is if you're going to do something, don't get caught. God, I hope that's the same thing or not the same thing as last time. God, that'd be embarrassing. There's probably a quick way to find out. Probably. Maybe. 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 But until then, until we find all that shit out, <laughs> I think I think it'd be good for our health if we uh, if we said bye bye now. <laughs> oh, I spunked my mic. Yeah, let's get the fuck Us, out of here. <laughs> we went the whole goddamn episode without. <laughs> no, I bonked it earlier. Too bad. Did you? Too bad. I yeah, I did. Good. You'll hear it later. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey there, gorgeous. Thanks for listening to us today. And if you like this episode, why don't you go ahead and subscribe? You might as well rate and review us while you're at it. Now, if you're looking for updates, you can find us at soulstorypod.com. In case you were looking to stay in touch, we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at soulstorypod. Now, if you wanted to keep in touch with all of us folks personally, you can find us on Twitter. You can find Moose at Mooseyfo, Spencer at Spare Bear the Meek, the lovely man who plays yours truly, Albert Long, at Hot Bam with three M's, Logan at KOTL of the Light, and Alex at Roll for Alex. And as always, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs>